Hello, and welcome to The Scott Mize Show, a podcast focused on health, diet, bodybuilding, and philosophy. I interview experts, doctors, coaches, and N equals one case studies to answer your questions about improving health, achieving your best physique, and making sustainable progress. We'll cover topics from carnivore and ketogenic diets, to bodybuilding, to life philosophy, and everything in between. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by LMNT Electrolytes. This month, we're switching it up with an exclusive offer that's only for VIP LMNT partners, including CarnivoreCast listeners. You can now receive this free sample pack along with any regular purchase when you use my custom link, which is provided in the show notes or my Instagram link in bio. That's drinklmnt.com forward slash carnivorecast, all one word. And as I said, I'll include the link in the show notes. LMNT electrolytes are convenient, evidence-based, and delicious. And get yours today to help support the show. Thank you. Dane Johnson is the founder and CEO of the Crohn's Colitis Lifestyle and a board-certified nutritionist specializing in reversing Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Dane's story ignited through extreme personal hardship, fighting for his life from a fierce Crohn's colitis diagnosis, nearly taking his life in December 2014. His international IBD consulting firm is one of the few organizations in the world that only treat IBD and see roughly 100 plus international cases a week. They've helped thousands of clients with life-threatening cases by focusing on natural methods. Welcome to the show, Dane. Thanks, Scott. Wow, powerful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I'll tell you, I'm happy to be here. And thank you so much for, for having me on. I'm grateful. And everyone who's listening, I'm excited to create some life-changing uh, uh, ideas, dues, protocols, to discussing anything that can really help in our journey. And that's what this is all about. We're, you know, I'm here to help you and make a major shift. And uh, yeah, I'm just very grateful to be here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I'm I'm just as excited, and the audience will be too. Um, I've seen firsthand. Um, with my wife, how debilitating um, something like Crohn's or IBD can be. Um, and, and a lot of times it comes with feelings of shame. Um, it's not openly spoken about a lot of the time. Um, and I think a lot more people are suffering from it than even the numbers will represent. Um, so it, it's something that affects so many people and is so debilitating and uh, tough mentally and physically. Um, so yeah, really important. Yeah, you know, I was, I remember the first time I shared a picture of me sick. I was 122 pounds and I looked like I just got out of a war camp. Wow. And I was shaking. My heart was going, because I was, I was, you know, posted myself as a cool kid. You know, I was an actor and model. And you think back in 2011, 2010, it was really in the height of like, you know, especially in acting and, and modeling and stuff of like, oh, I, I, I'm going to look perfect. Mm. I'm going to look perfect in all my pictures. You know, all these staged pictures people would post in social media and stuff like that. And and I was here and I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to post this and I've got producers and casting agents following me and all this. And here's a picture of me in my underwear at 122 pounds, nearly dead. <laughs> wow. I was shaking. So everyone out there who's feeling this, I can't relate with anyone I can't talk about this. I can't talk about my my bowel movements. What the heck? I can't, yeah. you know, I don't even feel comfortable talking to my 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 husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, my family. 
I'm just in my head with this. I'm in shame. I'm hiding what's happening in the bathroom. I don't really feel like I can talk to him about this. That's going to change today. We're here to bring it all out. And we're here to give you power, clarity, and, and give you a sense of hope, a sense of action, uh, a sense of empowerment. And, you know, it was, you know, the interesting thing is once I started sharing it, I started getting so many people reaching out and DMing me saying, and this was back in 2014, saying, I'm going through the same thing. And it was other, it was other, you know, people in the, in the industry, wow. one of the most vain industries in the world. I yeah. thought everyone was perfect. Just like they yeah. thought I might've been perfect. And it turned out they weren't perfect. Sure. I have this too. I'm getting blood too. Oh, I'm getting these responses. Um, you know, and, and a lot of my friends who were big weightlifters or uh, rugby players, football wow. players, yeah. you know, uh, w- women who were being paid to look good in, in, in dresses and stuff like that, who were models and, and actresses. And it was like all these hidden problems. And I said, oh my God, this is way bigger than I thought it was. Mm. And so now it's 2023, guys, you are not alone in this process. And it started giving me the power. And today, that's all I talk about. Yeah. You know, it's all I talk about. I don't do acting and modeling anymore. I retired from that six, seven years ago. Yeah. And I don't have any interest in that. I have interest in changing lives, getting down to the root of what's going on, alleviating our, our community of shame and, and feeling confident, feeling power, powerful, feeling you know, handsome, sexy, beautiful, whatever term you want to use in our own skin and being okay with what's happened in the past or what's happening right now. And you can Mm. do it. And that's why I'm on these airwaves everywhere saying, you know, yes, I'll tell you right now, let's start with the shame so you can feel comfortable. Yes. I pooped my pants over a hundred times. Yes. I've been 120 pounds. Couldn't eat anything. Yes. My parents have been around that. Yeah. My mom had to put a a bedpan under me so I could poop out water and blood, you know, 10 times a day. You know, yes, um, I had a, ne- uh, a, per- a previous relationship have to see me go through that where I couldn't even walk anymore. Mm. Yeah, I had to be on a feeding tube. Yeah, I, you know, I, all of it. Yeah, I had psychotic breakdowns. Yeah, because I was on so many drugs. I don't remember those situations as much, but my mom does. Yeah. So I got to take her word for it, you know, because I was, you know, when I say I nearly died, I didn't kind of just get sick. I didn't just get a little blood in the stool. I didn't just go through depression. I was in a hospital for six weeks with these machines on my legs to keep massaging them so they continue to work. I lost the ability to walk. Wow. I went to, I'm 182 pounds today and I was 122 on a feeding tube, on chemotherapy, on 200 milligrams of infused prednisone, on two to three different antibiotics. I was on Ambien, on three grams of Dilata, which is seven times stronger than morphine, which is what they give to a stage four cancer patient wow. every day. So I hit a button and I'd be flying high with that legal heroin. And, and then I, after that, after I finally woke up because the chemo was actually helped save my life, um, which we will dive into, um, because it was a doctor in Florida and my mom who really came together to help save my life because the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me and why I wasn't responding to the steroids and antibiotics I had worked previously. Then after that, I wheelchaired myself back home and I was housebound for a year. Wow. And I was bed rested for about three months and then, and then housebound. So around seven months, I was starting to bike where I'd bike to the grocery store, I'd bike to a gym because I was a gy- I was an avid gym guy. I loved the gym when I was young. Yeah. It was like my number one thing I loved. <laughs> I just, I got so much dopamine from it, you know? And, um, and it was my job in a way, right? To try to look my best in the vain world I was living in and in, in the career I had had, which was a huge blessing. But at the end of the day, it's predominantly vanity. And, uh, and so 
you know, I know what that's like. And I just want to, you know, say that it's okay. And you don't have to go through what I went through. Don't let that scare you. And, and if my pain can uh, really turn to purpose, like my mission, then maybe you can bypass what I went through and, and just get to some real solutions. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, powerful. Podcast can do that for you. Um, and, and so how did you get there? Like, were you born like this? What, tell me more about your story. Great. And I think there's a question in that, which is why is there such a rise of Crohn's and colitis? Because my grandpa didn't yeah. have it. My grandma didn't have it. My mom, my dad, my sisters didn't have it. I got it. I was the only one in the family who was having these problems. And my mom had a little bit of IBS, that sensitive stomach, meaning she'd have a cup of coffee and she'd have to go to the bathroom maybe once or twice. So there's mm. maybe a little sensitive sensitivity going on, but nothing like me. Mm. And I didn't have any problems, no problems. I, mean, I got bloated and gassy from eating too many corn chips and Doritos and gummy bears and chocolate donuts when I was 14 years old. I grew up in in Virginia in the middle of the woods where I don't know where you're from, Scott, but I'm I'm from the woods, dude. Like we, yeah, we didn't have there's nothing, man. Like Damn. it was bonfire parties, McDonald's, Papa John's. If we you know, when we in you know, with guys back in when I was growing up, it was like who could get the biggest. So we <laughs> would just try to get, you know, eat a thousand calorie meal, go play some StarCraft or some some video game, Call of Duty, Halo. And then, you know, lift some weights, chat on some food, and then try to get bigger for for some sports season, you know, basketball, hockey, football, golf, whatever it was, and get stronger. And I, I was just kind of feeding into that a little bit. So I didn't know anything about this. I wasn't interested in natural medicine. We didn't even know what it was. We didn't even understand organic food. We ate Lunchables and in 2% milk with cereal every day. And I would go to, you know, I worked at Papa John's. I started at 14 years old, making 5.15 an hour. And wow. my dad used to make, my dad used to laugh. He goes, I'll pay you 20 bucks to clean the toilets and clean the house. You won't do it, but you'll go work your butt off for five, 15 hours an hour at Papa Yones. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, dad, I don't know. It was the rebel in me. I do better work with somebody else. Um, but I, you know, I had my dad sign something so I could work at 14. So I was just, that was me. And all of a sudden I was, you know, I get bloated and gas and it looked like I was, you know, five months pregnant at 15, you know, and I just, you know, all my friends would kind of notice that. It's like, dude, you look like you're, pregnant after eating that stuff. I was like, yeah. where are your abs? I was like, there are no, I mean, I'm huge. Yeah. And so I remember laughing about that, but then it wasn't until 19 years old that at 19 years old, I got, um, I started getting blood in the stool and, you know, th I think back on that. I'm about 37. I'll be 37 in three weeks. Happy birthday to me. Yay. Right. So much fun <laughs> to get older now, but, um, yeah, <laughs> You know, I, I look back at 19, I was a sophomore in college and what was going on? I was stressed. I was, I was doing all these diets to try to get more muscle, burn body fat. And I was just kind of going through that. And I was, you know, eating tons of, um, uh, eating tons of, of whey protein. GNC was like my, like half my calories were coming from GNC. I think that was part, <laughs> I think that was half my problem. I was having tons of that nitro creatine and the whey isolate that's got 30 yeah. grams of protein and it's tons of calories. All I looked at was calories. I just did my macros, right? And I think that was one of my problems. Yeah. But and then 19, I started, I saw some blood and it got really scared me and I backed off all that stuff and it went away. But then at 23 years old, I got, you know, I had my a full-time job in Washington, DC. I was sitting under fluorescent lights doing a office job. You've ever seen um, office space? It was that, yeah. that was, that was me. Yeah. And I was like this kid living on a beach for four years, lifting weights. And all of a sudden I got this monkey suit on, like click, 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 <laughs> sleeping on my dad's pullout couch. I got no money. I got $40,000 of student loans because someone, you know, because I didn't understand debt and loans in college. 
And, uh, and then I just worked my butt off and I ate crap food for a, a year and I was under a lot of stress and I was commuting an hour there and back to, uh, for work. And, uh, and then I got diagnosed with uh, ulcerative colitis. And then from there, there was another doctor who said, no, no, you got Crohn's disease and then ulcerative colitis. But I remember being in that in there and I was going to the bathroom like 10 times at the office. I was constantly having a big up and I was eating crap food. I mean, I didn't know anything about healthy food. I was just eating my carbs, proteins. I was just doing my macros. Yeah. And, and I was sitting in a chair all day. I was sitting in tons around EMS. I was working on this computer really hard. I was, uh, I was working for um, a company reselling Oracle to the, the, the DOD in this uh, civilian sector. So it was like government sales of, of software database stuff. You know, and I just thought, hey, this can pay me a lot and I want to do this. So I think stress, I think uh, uh, poor qualities of dairy. Um, and I think maybe that's where I started getting an inkling that maybe there was some viral load going on in my body, like Epstein-Barr or, or I started, you know, kind of reading about that and stuff like that. So, you know, anyways, that's, that's kind of how it started. And all of a sudden I was diagnosed. I went, so I'm 23, 22, 23 years old. I go into the uh, doctor's office and he goes, you have, they do a colonoscopy. They said, you have a left-sided ulcerative colitis and, uh, you're gonna have this for the rest of your life. You need to take these medications for the rest of your life. And that was just a huge, like what happened? I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, not happy. I'm just doing this because I'm supposed to go to college because you're supposed to get a job because you're supposed to try to make some money and pay off all this debt you got yourself into sleeping on your dad's pull-out couch as comfy as sleeping on a brick, you know, brick ground. And, um, and I just, you know, I was dealing with some, um, anxiety, sadness, you know, I wasn't around any friends, no sunlight, eating crap food. And I think it was starting back in 1918, but then with the stress it ignited. I think a lot of people can relate with that who are dealing with any autoimmune disease, listen to today's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can relate a lot to your story. I'm sure the listeners can too. Um, I started right out of college going in college. I, I didn't have digestive issues, but I think I set the groundwork for a lot of issues. Um, I was a lightweight rower, a competitive lightweight rower. And so uh -huh. I was taking uh, Naprazen, a leave every day for my back injuries. We were doing, it was lightweight. So there's a weight category. It's similar to wrestling where guys would gain and lose 20 pounds every week. Um, so quasi binge eating and um, coming out of college, I, you know, I was used to rowing six hours a day three to six hours a day. So I, I didn't know how to like exercise or eat like a normal person. Um, I just knew the extremes and I went straight into like a 90 to hundred hour work week job, traveling management consultant on the road, eating crap food all the time, extremely stressed all the time, not sleeping well, spending a lot of times in small conference rooms with no natural light. Um, so yeah, that ignited a lot of things for me for sure. Yeah. And I think there's something to talk on here that, um, everyone listening, I think there's two points we need to hear that like with Scott made, you know, hindsight's 2020 20 for me and yeah. for you. Right. But we didn't know any better. No one knew that yeah. this wasn't, I mean, this was just the new trending normal mm. and now we're all wake up. I think this is really the era of waking up because mm that isn't normal, but it was almost considered to be normal to be able to, you know, Hey, you're a man and you need to get out and earn your stripes and get that money. And, and yeah. you got, it's got to work harder in the beginning. You gotta, you gotta earn it. Right. 
but it was never normal. And people who were doing that beforehand were doing so under better balance connected to the earth, like your grandfather and my grandfather, you know, and we, we have to wake up and say, okay, what can I learn from this? Well, eating real food, what we, what you were eating that trash and what I was eating is not real food. So the takeaway I want from this story right now is that what you have been told is normal, what your friends are doing is normal. It's like, we're all you know, in this shared reality of this new normal, because everyone's enrolled in it, we perceive it to be normal. And that's just a complete lie. Yeah. You know, it's a complete lie. This whole shared idea that this is normal to eat this food and to not get sunlight and work an 80 hour week. Um, and, and to just take half your calories in a shake, this is not normal. <laughs> and the human body is not going to change as quickly as our imagination and perception of normal. And so mm. that's, I think one of the big takeaways we need right now is that one of the things that eventually helped me, and we can continue to go over my story and, and what worked and, and, and I, I, you know, how it can serve those listening is we have to re-identify what is normal. You have to take back this idea and you need to help enroll others that it is a false reality. And that's so it's not like we have to pick up a flag and be religious about it, but the more you start waking up to this stuff is not normal or healthy for a human body that is potentially millions of years old and is adapted to the earth, yeah. not adapted to pharmaceutical, not adapted to the, you know, what, what science technology is creating, not adapted, adapted to packaged food, yeah. not adapted to fluorescent lights, not adapted to tennis shoes. We'll get into that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, this is all not normal. And the more we go back, we look at the ancient wisdom. It's right there. We almost, it's like a reawakening. So that's one of the big points I want you to open your mind to today is what can you start letting go of and getting back connected to the earth, connecting to, um, you know, real food, good air quality, real grounding, uh, you know, real herbs to support the microbiome and bacteria loads and viral load and parasitic load and, and real sunlight to support the mind and vitamin D and, 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 you know, real water. I mean, it's, it's just like, we've just created this reality. So that's one of the big points I want to make. Yeah, that's excellent. Couldn't agree more. And and so how did you get to this point in 2014? And how did the chemo come into it? You mentioned that. Yeah, that's a big one. And not a lot of people understand that. So let's let's break that down. I I started with prednisone and Lyalda. Mesalazine, Asacol. Lyalda was a time-released one. I didn't have to take as much often. So I used the Lyalda and, As and prednisone. And it did help where all of a sudden my bowel movement started getting a little bit more normal. And my mind was, I had perceived because the new normal was we outsource our health to doctors. We are not empowered. We are not responsible for our health. Mm. Okay. So I'll take that same example because yeah. it's exactly what we just said. You, my grandfather was responsible for his health. His father was even more responsible for his health. His yeah. father was even more responsible for what happened in the winter and what happened to his children. Yeah. Now it's just, I'll take him to the, take him to the doctor. That's it. Whatever the doctor says yeah. is it. There was, we outsourced all critical thinking. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I, I outsourced all critical thinking, prednisone, Lyota, good. Let's get in the gym. Let's go have some fun. Let's catch some waves. So what I, the first thing I did is when I got diagnosed and I realized just, I was miserable at my job. I got one year under my belt so that my resume looked good enough. Cause I told myself, I didn't want to go to college really. I just, you know, a young rebellious guy who was, you know, I like to think for myself and I just didn't really enjoy it as much. I got yeah. a business degree, whatever. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I did it because I was, society told me I was supposed to, and I wanted to, you know, be that citizen. And then I got the job because I was supposed to. And it's like, I have one year, I've got a resume, I know sales, I know 
software. So now I'm going to quit. So once I got that diagnosis, I was like, oh, I'm done. I quit. I took a one-way flight to Los, uh, to Huntington Beach, California and lived in Los Angeles for eight, eight years. So now I'm on the beach and I'm living the life I want. So that's yeah. another thing is I, I chose to live where I wanted to and I, was, I didn't have any money and mm. um, I didn't know anyone out there, but I just knew I wanted to create a life around that environment, the sun, yes. the mountains, the sea. And, and so, you know, over time, then I went from the prednisone and then all of a sudden that stopped working as well. You can't stay on prednisone. So anyone who understands prednisone, you taper off of it and then it comes back. So then it was like, we need to go on something a little stronger. So then I think it was 6MP was the next one. And that's a immunomodulator. And right when I got on that, I got way worse. Uh So I had severe cold sweats, all that. They took me off immediately. It was affecting my liver. And then they said, okay, let's put you on... um, I believe is Remicade after that. So then put me on Remicade. And then it was like, well, what's this? This is a biologic. They had me sign things that it could cause certain forms of cancer. I'd be I'd get these infusions for the rest of my life. I'm 23. Yeah. And I got, I got a vision. All out there, everyone out there who's a visionary, who thinks big or wants things in life, you know what I'm talking about. I, what? I'm yeah. going to be a sick person for the rest of my life and get these infusions. I just, I didn't even want it emotionally, which is one of the reasons I do think it didn't work well for me, but I failed that. And then um, from there, I was getting really worried because I've been on prednisone on and off. I was continuing to go on and off prednisone and taper off and on. And I've been yeah. on the Lyota and Mesalazine. And then I was, they, you know, trying Mesalazine enemas. But at that time, enemas, I was really not, no one told me how to do it, showed me how to do it. It's something I teach people in our program now. But, um, wasn't too excited about that, of course. And, uh, and then I just, uh, that didn't work. And then I got really sick after that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just felt like I was in a cage. So then I, that's when I started looking at natural medicine. So 24, 25, I started reading Elaine Godshaw, uh, breaking the vicious, uh, breaking the vicious cycle, SCD diet. And I started reading, um, Jordan Rubin. He was a huge person for me emotionally and spiritually in my change. Um, and then I started reading Tony Robbins. I just started reading more. But yeah. the first inkling, and I think a lot of people out here have, is all this natural medicine stuff seems impossible. That's number one. Mm. Maybe only one or 2% of the people can actually do this for life, like eat this strict and do this for life and actually yeah. get these results. Mm. So it just, it seemed completely impossible to me back in, back in uh, 2000. This is, yeah, 2012, something like that. And, and I was failing. And my parent, my family knew nothing about it. Everything just kept getting worse and worse. So I, I, you know, I just, I was trying, I go two weeks in a row where I just do bone broth and I take, I just have chicken or I just have carrots. Uh, and then I read, uh, David Klein's book later on about fruit. And I just had only fruit for like two weeks and I felt miserable and I mm-hmm. lost tons of weight. And I just, I could tell intuitively, and I'm going to tell you about how to find your results, guys. I'm going to give you the three divine powers that God gave us to get the results. And this is all going to lead into that. So, uh, you know, and then I, I started, uh, I eventually, the first time I actually started getting real results, the first thing that changed was my mind. So I changed my mind around sacrificing my diet, sacrificing my lifestyle, sacrificing my social, my relationships. And I started investing and becoming my best self. And so that's a whole topic on itself, but I started to get some results. And what I did is I started journaling and intuitive intuition, which is one of the divine things we're given intuitively. As I started journaling, it started teaching me about, okay, when do I have more bowel movements? When do I get more cramping? When do I get more bloating? So the first thing is I got, I got out of my depression, my anxiety, I got out of my head, I got out of victim mode 
And as I started being Dr. Dane, five minutes morning and five minutes a night, then I started going, wait a minute, I'm actually doing very well with certain meats. Mm. And I'm not getting as much bloating or gas. I get that with more of the sugars. I get it more with the grains. I get it more with the broccoli and the raw foods and the salads and the nuts and seeds. And I started going, okay, the meats, I'm doing okay. I'm getting a lot of protein. I'm getting a lot of uh, fat. And I'm being very specific with my carbohydrates, which turn into sugar in the body. Well, that was my first instinct. And then that shift where my bowel movement started calming down, I started gaining weight back. That's what changed my mind and where I got into natural medicine. That's where it shifted. And I said, I want this. I don't need this. So I actually fell in love with functional medicine that moment. The moment I got some ROI, when I went to UCLA, Cedar sinai Mayo Clinic, I was flying all around the world. My family was spending thousands of dollars and I was hearing the same thing everywhere. Get on biologics for the rest of your life. If that doesn't work, we need to consider surgery. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't willing, to, my, my heart was not willing to accept that. Yeah. So, um, so, and then fast forward, even when I started doing the, the more paleo carnivore type of eating and all that, and then I went to back to school for natural medicine and I started working very deeply and closely with two naturopath professors who really helped change my life um, around my mindset of what is functional medicine and what is it to live and breathe this and what are these concepts of energy and where does meditation come into place and what is alkalinity and what is absorption of nutrients and what's going on with glyphosate and, and, um, and, um, pesticides and herbicides and the degradation of our farms. Like that's where natural medicine really started teaching me about what was happening to the connection to the earth. And I would just, I would just started soaking it up and I started attaching it because young Dane wanted to be in great shape, have a six pack, look great. His ego was way too big. My ego, when I was that age, I'm going to talk about myself in third person, was way too big. And so all of a sudden, that kind of helped me tra- change and mold into a person of integrity. I was, mm. I was always full of integrity, but I, it gave me a mission. It gave me a sense of standing up tall. I'm like, this is so cool. And okay. I want you to make that shift. If you're kind of feeling like, oh, I don't want to eat this way and I hate diets, I want you to uh, just open your heart and your mind right now to the shift that functional medicine is the coolest most empowering thing you can give yourself to manifest whatever you want in your life. That's another divine power we'll talk about. Okay. Intuition manifestation. You can it really, it'll change your vibrations. It'll change the way you look, your skin, your hair, your nails, your, your bloating, your energy, your, your ability to connect with others, your ability to feel with others, your ability to get that big job, all of it. So I started realizing that with these professors who had lived it, who had gone to medical school and really lived it for 15, 20 years. And feeling how they found balance in this new lifestyle. Because it was, it was a complete emotional shift from, yeah, I'm addicted to Doritos. Everything I have has gluten. Uh, and I just, I had to shift my core beliefs that was, hey, how's this going to affect my social standing, my friendships, me going out and drinking alcohol with my friends. And so I, I really had to shift. And that's yeah. the first thing you have to do in a healing response, guys, is you got to, healing starts in the mind. You have to shift your core values. And really who helped me do this was Tony Robbins. Mm. I started, bec- once I got a taste of it and something started, you know, just popping off in my brain, I want more of it. I want to condition more. It's like, a, it's like same, same thing with working out. Like once you get a taste of like, wait, I got stronger. Wait, my, I look a little better. Wait, I can run a little faster. I can shoot a ball a little better. I can throw a little better. You, you start wanting more. You read on it more. You you know, and you, you act more, you act, you pick people's brain. And that's what happened. I became insatiably, you know, uh, just absorbing the energy of how do I become the most powerful version of my human self? Mm. And it really was a lot. You had to start, you have to start right now. You got to start mentally and emotionally. 
whether you're healing, whether you want to make zillions of dollars, whether you want to, you know, have four kids and, and make sure everyone's, whatever your goals are, you have to start with the spirit and the mind. You have to shift your core values and you have to make that thing vibrate at a positive level. See, functional medicine was vibrating at a, a, a with defense, with a lack of having, with a short-term diet. It was just all negative energy. Yeah. With anxiety, with fear. And mm-hmm. so what that did when I even got, because this is a big, long question, you know, answer to your question. But what that did is it helped me prepare for the real war that was to come that I believe God was about to give me. And it prepared me for what I stood for as a man that I was never going to change again. I changed who I was and I became a man in that moment because I did, the difference from, from me, from being a boy and a man is having clarity on your core values and mm-hmm. acting on them. If you don't know your core values, you don't you don't know how to lead. You don't know how to you know be a father, be a husband, be a best friend, be a community member, serve the church, whatever you're doing. You just you can't do it. You have to have core values. You have to have integrity with those values, and you have to act on them, and you have to continue to sharpen them. That is a man to me. That was my, and that's where I started. So I I, I always love to say this. I know 16 year old men and 40 year old boys. Yeah, I'll say it again. I know 16 year old men and 40 year old boys. Cause I'd look at character. I look at actions and I hate yeah. when people belittled me when I was young. So if you're young and you think you're not capable, I'm here to say you are capable and you could step into those manly shoes. You can take power over your life and you act, you have the power. Yeah. Okay. And you are biologically ready. I mean, 17 years old, people were going to war. How can we put a gun in the hand, but can't, you know, give someone the power to, to feel like they're, they're a man and they can be empowered for their life, but we can put a gun yeah. in their hand and, and go to war. And I'm not saying right now it's 18, but 200 years ago wasn't 18. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the how I came about it, and then that really prepared me for that next question. So, you know, I got so sick. It had, you know, and that was really perturbing. And maybe a lot of you can relate with this. I got so sick. It had nothing to do with what I what I was eating or a supplement I took. It didn't matter. Mm. I it didn't matter if I took omega threes or fish oil or I took you know uh, certain fibers or something like this. It didn't matter if I ate carnivore, vegan, paleo, AIP. It didn't matter. I had gotten so sick. There was no stopping it. So I was actually at a show. I worked for UGG, UGG uh, back when Tom Brady was rocking with them, right? I worked for UGG yeah. for years. I would travel with them and see them, and, and I loved them. And I was talking to the uh, art director, and I was losing my vision. I was supposed to go out on stage, and they had this whole new line and all that, and I'm st- supposed to go out. And I'm telling the art director, who is an amazing woman, I worked with her for years, that I can't even see. So I'm literally about to start the show and I'm an all UG and, you know, all this stuff, right? Zoolander style, guys. Yes, Zoolander style. <laughs> and um, and I couldn't see. I was losing weight and vision. I was, I was freezing. I was shaking. But it was 80 degrees in California. Wow. I don't know what's happening. And I said, yeah. and I said, literally, I think I have to, I said, Sierra, I need to go to the ER room right now. Something I could tell something was terribly wrong. Yeah. So I take off all that stuff. I put on my regular clothes and I'm in Santa Barbara or something like that. I have to drive like two hours home. I'm losing vision on the highway. I'm going in and I mean, this was like worse than a DUI status. Like this is like, I need to get off the road, but I, I'm going to have to be helicoptered to the hospital if I don't get somewhere. So, I mean, I probably shouldn't have been driving hindsight 2020. I'm calling my mom saying something's terribly wrong. I'm stopping at gas stations and I'm just chugging emergency, emergency packets to try to yeah. get my electrolytes up and me feeling yeah. good because I was yeah. getting night sweats at night and losing weight. Uh-huh. And I was, you know, having to sit in a hot tub just to feel like my body temperature was okay. 
So I get to the hospital and then they don't know what's going on. And they're giving me all this stuff. Okay. Give them prednisone, give them the pick line, give them, give them the antibiotics, not getting better. Two weeks later, not getting better. Three weeks later, not getting better. Four weeks. I'm in the hospital. Four weeks. You're in the hospital this whole time. Wow. The entire time. The entire time. Every day. I'm sitting in a bed. My mom's flying out. My dad's flying out. My sisters are flying out. And no one can figure it out. And the crazy part is when I drove myself to the hospital, I drove myself to UCLA, but being an actor, I didn't have good insurance. So mm. they said to me, I'm, I'm literally, they have morphine picket line in me. Cause I walk in there and I'm like stumbling. They put me on a bed they put a picket line in me, a pick line in me. And they say, okay. And then they take my insurance and they go, uh, your insurance isn't going to work here for this. You want to pay out of pocket? Well, it would have cost me about $150,000 Wow! if I stayed. And I said, and I would look, I was like, no, no way. Yeah. I sort of become a little more aware once I got the IV. Yeah. So they put me in an ambulance and sent me to another hospital inland where they predominantly spoke um, Mandarin. Wow. So that's where I nearly died. Yeah. And it wasn't because they were bad. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, you want to be under the best hospital care, but yeah. my insurance yeah. didn't cover it. And that was one of the problems of being an independent contractor, la, la, la. Yeah. So- you know, when I got there, no one could figure it out. Why is, why am I not getting better? My mom comes in and my mom kind of takes over. Give me his daily reports. She's there every day. Give me his daily reports. Give me all this doctor. What's this mean? What's this mean? What's this mean? She's calling yeah. every doctor I've seen over the last few years. Because wow. at this point I have had, I've had IBD for a number of years and, you know, and then it just got terribly bad. This is after trying diets, after doing, even going to starting natural medicine school. So I was already a year into natural medicine school, which I think is one of the reasons to save my life and why God gave me this, this challenge. Um, I had already done a lot of diets and done a lot of studying. So I was already a bit trained for this moment to, to respond to this. Well, there was a doctor in Florida who, I did tons of colonoscopies, right? There was a doctor in Florida who said he found in one of my samples, a bit of cytomegavirus in my colon. Huh. And he was in, my mom calls him Florida and he goes, I think that's what it is. You got to get him on an antiviral chemotherapy or he's going to die because these antibiotics aren't going to do anything. If, if anything, they're suppressing his immune system and weakening and yeah. the CMV is going to be stronger. Wow. I'm on a, I'm on TPN feeding tube, a pick line. I'm not eating. I'm on yeah. all these drugs, medications. I'm on Ambien. I don't, I'm, I'm not even awake anymore at this point. December 14, 2014, I nearly passed away. So they call my, my mom calls my insurance and gets the doctor on the phone and says, you got to give this guy this antiviral chemotherapy. It's $5,000 for the sample. You got to give it to him or he's going to pass away. And she, because the doctor got on the insurance line with my mom, the, the insurance said, okay, because I had been a patient of his, okay, yeah. we'll give it to him. I woke up 24 hours later, woke up conscious 24 hours after getting the antiviral chemotherapy. Okay. Good. And so to this day, we believe it was the CMV virus. And, and honestly, wow. I, I, I work with Dr. Armin. So one of the things guys will, will talk about is functional lab work is extremely important. So I've gone around and found the best functional lab work for uh, IBD and really autoimmune disease because a lot of it's in the gut. And I work with Dr. Armin in Germany. He's a medical doctor and he built a customized blood analysis, finding very hard to find um, viruses that we believe are connected to autoimmune disease. And those viruses are Epstein-Barr, herpes simplex, cytomegalovirus, uh, varicella virus, Coxsackie virus, uh, and echovirus, and then two bacteria, Yersinia and Campylobacter. 
And so those are what he customized for me. I ran the lab and I showed like 10, 12 X threshold of CMV in my blood. Wow. Doctors couldn't find it. Yeah. Because the technology the insurance is covering for was piss poor. Yeah. Insurance won't cover it. That was one of our problems that I found later on that they, the, the kind of labs that our doctors are doing that insurance is covering is not the best. Functional lab work, which is out of pocket, insurance doesn't cover, goes to a higher level to find a lot of root issues, which we'll jump into today. So the chemo, I got the chemo, they kept me on the chemo and it was, I mean, it really did mess me up though, because this is killing red blood cells. So I felt like my eyes were like, I felt like my eyes were burning. Um, I got home, I was stuck on a couch for about, about six weeks after that. So in a hospital, six weeks, didn't move, lost the ability to walk, get home. I'm on a couch, literally living on nothing, Netflix, trying to eat some food for six weeks. I couldn't get off the couch for six weeks. Oh, I mean, it was a dramatic, you know, I mean, yeah. ex-girlfriend finally had to say goodbye. Girlfriend, wow. My mom's living with me and then she's losing her job and my sister's taking turns living with me. I mean, it was hell. Um, I'm losing control of my bowel movements. I finally start feeling what happened to me. So when yeah. I go to the bathroom, it feels like I'm pooping out. If you just chew on some glass and try to poop that out, that's how it felt pretty much. Oh. Okay. And I'm, and I'm weaning myself off painkillers. So I'm on painkillers, methotrexate. Then they put me on, and then I'm on Intivio. I'm on uh, 60 milligrams of infused, uh, 60 milligrams of oral prednisone. I'm starting to taper off. Um, I'm on, um, I think I'm still on an antibiotic. Then I'm taking oral chemo oral, um, to continue to move that down because it had worked so well. And I was so toxic, the body, the skin of my feet, because the feet is a lot of one of the ways your body releases toxins. That's why a lot of times we do detox foot baths. Yeah. The, all the skin was peeling off my foot, wow. the bottom of my foot. I, I could just sit there and rub is all coming off. And I stunk and I had this big old beard and I had such my muscles because I had lost so much weight. Your body stores toxins and fat. Well, if yeah. you lose 65 pounds of weight and in a matter of six weeks, where does it store it? It has to store it in your muscles. So I would get these massages and it would be like, I would, the cramping in my muscles was so horrendous. That was one of the reasons I couldn't walk because I couldn't flex my calf. Yeah. And so I was just in agony. Wow. Um, but I just, I knew. And then I started, I kept getting more blood with the painkillers. So I kept trying to say, you got to just feel it, get off the painkillers because it's tearing up your gut. Yeah. So. Um, do you have any idea how you contracted the virus? No, I think it has a lot to do with the fact of how weak my immune system got over the years. I, you know, I'm wondering if all the immunosuppressants and stuff had something to do with it in the, in the steroids. Cause I was on steroids and immunosuppressants yeah. on and off for years. Uh, I don't know. I know that it, it back in the eighties and nineties medicine thought that you could only contract CMV if you had HIV. Okay. If you had AIDS, full blown, even full blown AIDS, because if someone has full blown AIDS, a lot of times they can actually die from the CMV virus. So when the immune system gets so weak, that's when CMV can tend to take hold of a body. Most healthy, robust immune systems have come in contact with Epstein-Barr or CMV or any of these, they can just knock them out. Mine was so weak, it took over. And we have no idea um, how, how, how you can get that. But the funny, the ironic thing is, is I test, I look at people's blood work in my program who only have IBD. And I, I found a CMV in someone's blood work yesterday. Yesterday. Wow. I found, I looked at their blood work. I'm like, yep, there it is. Yeah. You got, you got active, really active CMV, slightly active EBV, and you got active Coxsackie. Crazy. Just one, one person. I see it all the time. I see all the time. I see active viruses. 
And that's really? one of the things we do because we do functional, we do functional healing. Yeah. That's, you know, but now you're hearing why I'm so, one, I'm so inspired, why I found yeah. my life purpose, why I think God is giving me this. And I, and I pray that I continue to act in integrity, high in impact. I get the massive result. I want to, I want to continue to build a real solution for those suffering a home. I didn't have a home. So when I, when I started healing, you know, eventually my mom had to go, go back to her life in Virginia and, and get back home. And same with my sister and, you know, in North Carolina. And, and I was in, I wanted to stay in California. I really wanted yeah. to live there. I really felt connected to, to the environment. Um, so I, you know, one of my big problems when I was trying to heal myself, cause I was housebound for a year is I was alone. And a lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now, I know one of your core issues is you feel alone with this and you have no one who can understand. You have no one who can relate and you can't brainstorm. See, if I sit with you and talk to you about what's going on and you tell me about your symptoms, you're going to get so excited. You're going to go, oh my God, yeah, this, 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 this. Yeah, that happens. I get more blood with this. I notice this problem with this food. I notice if I get stressed, I notice if I, if I eat this, I notice it might be connected to this. Uh, this medication around my menstrual cycle, or, you know, or maybe it's hormones. Maybe it was right after my pregnancy. It was, or like every time I lift heavy weights, I tend to get worse bowel movements and diarrhea. Like that's the conversations we have as our community yeah. every day. But there's, yeah. a, there's, there's over a thousand of us. And we're all, we all can talk to each other at any moment. And we only focus on solutions and we don't yell and scream. And every single person's plan is customized to them. So that's where I, when I went on healing, the problem was not one, diet was working for me. So carnivore itself was not going to work for me. Can it be yeah. very helpful? Is there value? Yes. And we can talk about that today. Paleo wasn't going to do it. Uh, fruitarian wasn't going to do it. I couldn't fast. I weighed 128 pounds as I was, you know, I, I, there was nothing to yeah. fast. No good, um, idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. Not a good idea at the moment. And I went on liquid. I did, I did liquid meals. And so I found that as I started, you know, when I was housebound, one of the benefits, one of the things I was grateful for is I gave up the need to make money. I was like, I don't need to make money right now. And luckily I was so good at business that my rent in Santa Monica, California was $400 a month. Wow. I, I could literally, I'm going to manifest right now that I'm going to get on a finance podcast and we are going to talk about financing and being sick. What saved my, my bills were $1,100 a month to live. Yeah. So I could use a little bit of my savings. And because I was thriving in the acting, and I had a little bit of savings. I could live yeah. on that. That's great. And and then I manifested that 23 and me. So my good friend, his his sister was the the director of one of the directors of of 23 and me genetics. And they were doing yeah. a they were doing a push on IBD. So they oh. paid me to come to my house. If you go to youtube.com, type in 23 and me Dane Johnson, they paid me to come to my house and film me sick trying to heal myself of IBD. Wow. And it saved me because that little money they they gave me paid for like three months of rent and food. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I was like, just trying to make sure I had money. It wasn't like my parents yeah. were giving me money. There was no money yeah. from my parents. I was using my savings and I was trying to figure out yeah. little ways, yeah. you know, of doing it. And so I could, we could go all in all about financing. And one of the big things I want you to write down right now, if you have financial problems, if you don't have resources, you must be resourceful. Write mm -hmm. that down. If you don't have resources, you must be resourceful. Time, energy, focus is a resource meditation, what you're going to do and what you're not going to do is a resource and money is another resource. Okay. And a lot of people only focus on money, especially people who are very wealthy and they don't utilize the other resources and that's going to minimize results. Okay. You want to, you want to use everything combined. Mm. But in that year I needed, I didn't have, I couldn't find anyone who could relate with what I had gone through. The only person I could find was Jordan Rubin in his book. I didn't get to talk with him. I got to talk with him through his book. Yeah. <laughs> 
So reading became huge for me. I was like, man, yeah. if I could just sit down and Tony Robbins talk about mindset, man, if I could talk to Dr. Joe Dispenza, man, about the value of meditation, power of meditation, or Eckhart Tolle, or, or maybe Susan Blum, Dr. Susan Blum, who I did get to talk with, and I did partner with her in a lot of ways, but she was a functional doctor in New York who specialized in rheumatoid arthritis and went through rheumatoid arthritis herself. So I got to pick her brain a little bit on like the, yeah. the thymus gland and TH1, TH2, and the TNF-alpha, and she started teaching me about the immune system. And so I, so reading guys is huge. I started reading, especially because I was stuck at home. I'd read four hours a day. Yeah. I became an insatiable reader and, uh, and I was in natural medicine school and I was working with my, my ND, uh, professors. And sometimes they'd come to my house cause you know, they live close to me in LA. And, you know, one of them actually taught me about bentonite clay, which was the first binder that helped me get rid of the bleeding. My God, it was so helpful for me. And, uh, and so I started just, you got to be resourceful. Like I started just putting it out into the universe. I'm willing to heal. I'm willing to walk the path. I'm going to do whatever the F it takes. This is my goal. This is my priority. Nothing's getting in the way. And I'm going to get happy doing this. I'm not going to get overwhelmed and quit. I'm not going to get depressed again for the hundredth time and quit. I'm going to get up and I'm going to listen to my energy, listen to my spirit and give it what it needs. Maybe I need to walk. Maybe I need to meditate. Maybe I get on the phone with someone I love. You know, maybe I need to read. Maybe I need to pray. Well, I did all of those every day yeah. because I, I, my spirit needed it. I needed the pep talk with someone I loved. I needed to prayer because I needed to have a higher power in my life. I needed to have, um, I, I needed to read someone who had done big things, you know, like that's why I like Tony. He was, he, he came from nothing, even though he yeah. never had ulcerative colitis, he gave away his last six, seven bucks and he started with nothing and he came from abuse. He knew pain. Yeah. The energy in life is the same. If you can get around and learn from people who've been through great pain and risen from it, you can use a lot of the same energy in your life with sickness. Yeah. And that's why I also want to say, if you don't have IBD and you're resonating with this, it's the same, it's the same formula. Positivity creates positivity and you've got to manifest, you've got to create positivity. And those are the three things I want to roll into now with the divine, the divine superpowers that, that God gives us. There are three main ones. There's, there's more, but there are three main ones I want to signify that you need to really uh, to really get where you want to go in life. Manifestation, intuition, and creation. You have to feed all three of these energies, okay? Meaning the right way, you're, you're saying, Dane, what's the right diet for me? You have to focus on nurturing your intuition. I found that when I built the SHIELD program, I customized nutrition plans for people because everyone needs to have their own because we need to be empowered we need to let go of a diet and build a lifestyle. A diet is a fear-based, negative energy, short-term imprisonment adjective. Yeah. Get rid of a diet, build a lifestyle. That's a positive energy. That's a freedom. And what it does is it allows your intuition to lead. When in life has humans ever eaten a certain way and intuition has not been the lead of that? Yeah. We are lost because we are letting go of intuition leading us. Yeah. Your body will tell you, how is it that a person can look at a plate of food and decide how much steak they want, how much of an apple they want, how much uh, oatmeal they want, how much broccoli they want, how much carrots they want, how much beets? Why do we have cravings? Because our body is already telling us which has the nutrients we want, which one has the protein we want, which one has the omega-3 fats we want. How is it you can look at an apple, taste an apple, and tell if it's nutrient-dense or if it's, or it's clean or if it's sour and maybe bad for you or maybe it has mold on it? You can taste it. You can see it and you can smell it. That's all we've part of intuition. So we, yeah, we've gotten so far away from our God-given power. Hone your intuition, learn about new diets, and then cherry pick them, and then use your intuition and your journaling to hone what you know works for you. Because mm -hmm. if you're doubting that, you I guarantee that's what you haven't done. I guarantee it, because that's what I did. 
I read about all the diets. I tried all of them. And then I used my intuition and my daily journaling. I journaled for 185 days, 190 days straight while I was stuck in my house uh, for a year. So it was five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the night. Dr. Dane's going to look at patient Dane and say, what the heck do you need, dude? And I was hard on myself. Like, you need to give this up. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Turn the TV off. Get to bed. You know, fix your bed because it can only help you. It can't hurt you. That's another benefit right now. Write that down. I want you to act on things that cannot hurt you. can only help you. Yeah. Examples. I just gave you a bunch of them. Reading a book. Prayer. Going for walks. Making someone's day better on the phone. Stop telling, you know, starting using more positive words. Okay. Just create positive energy. What makes you feel good? If this podcast is making you feel better, you now have an intuitive nature of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you get it? You now have an intuitive nature of what I'm talking about. Because if I can, if you're listening to a recording, that means the energy I'm putting into this microphone is sitting and staying in a place in time and then coming out to you in a different place in time and you are receiving it like food. You are absorbing it. It is nurturing you. That is energy. That is positivity. And if then you act on it and you change this positivity from this podcast is creating positivity in your life and it's compounding. Yeah. And then that might be feeding to someone you tell about this podcast. Mm. So now it's a, it's a ripple effect. Take that knowingness. See, that's creation of positivity. I told you the second divine thing we're going to talk about creation, create, take what I'm showing you and you're feeling and tap into it and harness that power and start creating compounding positive energy. Hmm. Okay. There's positive energy and negative energy. If you're on negative energy, you can do two things with it. You can get away from it, walk away, get away from it, change the channel, or you can try to change the negative energy with your positive energy. You ever try to change a negative person? It's taxing. Yeah, very hard. It makes you upset. And they might actually change you to become negative. Someone's <laughs> changing somebody in this battle. Yeah. I'm either going to get pissed off, angry, start yelling at you because I I'm, I'm, can't keep up with your negativity until you're making me negative. Or I'm going to calm you down and we're going to get you positive. Yeah. Okay? So hard. be careful of where you try to take negative energy in this world and try to make it positive. Most of the time, you just want to walk away. Most mm. of the time. But if it's your family or your significant another... You have to hang in that pocket. You got to become a master of shifting and, and, and molding negative energy, right? So that's what I learned. No one taught me that. I came up with that in a meditation. Mm. Ah, power of meditation. The power of meditation is not just engaging your parasympathetic nervous system and increasing natural digestive enzymes. Oh, that's really good, right? If you're salivating, you're in the parasympathetic. That's your goal when you're meditating. Get yourself salivating. I'm salivating right now. Happy Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So get yourself salivating. That could put you in the parasympathetic. That's your rest and digest. That's going to optimize digestion. That's going to help with bioavailability absorption. That's going to also optimize your immune system response. Okay? Yeah. Well, it also is what the best way to gain clarity in your life and build your creative ability. If you meditate for 20 minutes and I ask you one of your problems you had 20 minutes ago, I bet you can think of better solutions. Yeah, definitely. I bet even five minutes into meditation, calm your mind down. You're going, I got to write that down. That's what yeah. would happen. The more I meditated, the more I'd have these epiphanies and I need to write that down. Oh my God, it's the cashews. I remember <laughs> I was through a meditation. It's the cashews. Give me those cashews. I go to my note. Yeah, cashews. So it's like I'm creating. So again, where can you create? These podcasts, when you're listening, if they're giving you positive energy, you're going to tap into more creation. If they're giving you positive energy, you're going to tap more into intuition on what your next step mm. is. Any problem in life. That's, that's what the amazing thing. That's why I'm so jazzed about this. I get so excited yeah. because it's all about it. You can copy and paste it to anything in life. Yeah. I want to build a big company. I want to get married and have four kids. I want to get in the best shape of my life. 
I, I want to heal myself of any disease. It's a, it's an energy thing. Like you have to yeah. be intuitive. You got to build a system where you can be creative and, and ask yourself, what gives you that positivity? And then the last one is manifestation. Well, when you get creative, when you get intuitive, now you want to start changing your language. So get creative about what language you put in the world. So I told you, you said, I'm going to manifest this right now, that I'm going to be on a podcast and do a special on financing and being sick. See, that's manifestation. I'm, yeah. I'm enrolling you around the world and what I want to create. And it yeah. might be another podcast or it might be someone out there that might happen to that. So I'm already yeah. practicing. I am willing to believe in manifestation and I'm willing for it not to work. That's why it will yeah. work. Because I'm yeah. willing. It's a willingness. Yeah. And I have, enough, I have enough divine energy in my life. I have enough relationship with a higher power that I'm willing to bet and enroll others. So if I tell... 10 people that I'm healing and that I'm going to be saved and that I'm going to be able to take my life back and I'm enrolling in that, it's becoming more true in my mind. And they might also help me in that goal because now yeah. they're enrolled in my goal. People want to help. Yeah. And now they're no longer seeing me as a sick person. When I was chronically sick, something that was making me even more sick and angry, which is a negative energy, because you have to be aware of your negative energies and create opposite, was they were seeing me as a sick person. My mother saw me as a sick person. Do you know what it's like when you're sick? Everyone out there who's been sick knows what I'm talking about. You know how hard it is to look in the eyes of those you love and you look and you can tell that they just see you as a sick person, mm. fragile, that you can't yeah. take care of yourself, that they, they have to take care of you. That's where people really lose it when their yeah. loved ones have to take care of them and they can't pull their own weight. Yeah. Humans don't feel valuable unless we create value. And if you can't pull your own weight, there's nothing that's going to make you feel, feel like more of a piece of shit in life than that. Right, it's even affected my own energy in this moment. Yeah. There's nothing worse than feeling like you are not a value for those that you love. Yeah, we got to shift that. So when I'm manifesting, I'm now changing the perspective that you are no longer allowed to see me as a sick person. That I am healing, and this is what's happening good in my life, and this is what I'm excited about. I only enrolled people in positive energy and solutions, and it manifested them more coming. Yeah, and if you guys want more uh, mental health and in a in an in person course in this, check out Landmark Form. It's a little salesy, but man, that helped change my life. Interesting. And I'll tell you about manifestation. I did Landmark Form. I was basically pulled and dragged into doing this mental health workshop. <laughs> and uh, they said, what do you want in your life? I said, I want to manifest meeting my wife. I met my wife two weeks after the, the workshop. Wow. And I had been dating and met, and no, I'm sick, single, all of that for years. I didn't meet my wife till I was 32. Okay. So it was not something that I just like, yeah, I got this down. I'm going to be yeah. like, get over all my fears of yeah. being married and get over my fears of being in a relationship and being yeah. with someone 50 years. And how do you pick somebody? And, you know, I mean, you're married to, you know, you have to go. You, it, some people, it's harder to go through all that. And some people, yeah. it's more easy. It was really hard for me. I came from a family where we had divorce and problems and there was trauma. Yeah, there's a so, lot of that. Yeah, and that probably drove me to try to be Zoolander, right? So, <laughs> you know, and, and so the... You know, it, it's all connected is what I'm saying. Those are your three things that I really want you to focus on. Mm. You know, hone your intuition. I want you to continue to practice where you can use your creative spirit and, and hone that as well. And then just be courageous and put it out there and try to manifest it. Because you're going to realize, watch the secret, law of attraction. Just start reading it. Another um, little hack I, I want to tell you today that's really helped me in a lot of whatever I'm trying to do is... I can just listen to books on repeat on manifestation, read or listen to books. I can hear the same thing over and over again about manifestation, but the repetition of it and the conditioning of it yeah. makes it work better. 
and I yeah. feel better. So me and my yeah. wife can listen to a, yet another book on manifestation, and it's the same thing over and over. Affirmation, writing it on a piece of paper, put it in your 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 pocket. You know, ten tell ten tell people use this affirmation two times a day, three times a day. Put it in your mirror. Look at them. All this manifestation stuff. But every time we hear it, it it changes our vibration. Yeah, and that's what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about. You got to be in the right vibration. What what mind is it? Alpha or the beta. And it changes our vibration. And manifestation is a lot about just staying in the right vibration. You just, it's the, who can stay in the vibration long enough? Yeah. You're right. Eric Thompson says the same, it's the same thing. He went from homeless with no money to a multimillionaire doctor. You got to want it like you want to <laughs> breathe. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it who can funny. stay in that? He stays in that frequency. He made it his job to stay in that frequency. Yeah. That's another thing. You really fall in love with this? Make it your job. Yeah. Why do you think I, I built a company around Crohn's class? I made it my job to stay in that frequency and learn how to heal myself more because I almost died of this. So was yeah. I just going to stay on a, how was I going to be natural? How was I going to get rid of these medications forever? I, I needed to make it my career. Yeah. So I did. That's what ET did too. Yeah. And, and now you're helping other people do it too. Um, yeah. where, can, where can folks follow along, Dane, and get in touch if they want to start working with um, Crohn's colitis lifestyle and, um, get some help. So, uh, one, just go to Crohn's lifestyle.com, put your email in and we'll start sending you great information. We'll give you our six tips, uh, uh, ebook, our healing journal. Uh, if you feel like you need help and you need support and you're saying, I resonate with this, I have IBD, I need help. Then you can, you can, uh, fill out our intake form to apply for a one-on-one -on -one complimentary strategy session with one of our IBD support specialists. So you will get on the phone complimentary with someone who understands this, specializes in this and talk about your case. We're going to talk about your current, uh, your current symptoms, medications, your natural medicine experience. Uh, you know, as we're talking to you, we'll be able to also talk about potential root issues you might want to look at like viruses or fungal issues or, uh, digestive issues, stomach acid, or drainage drainage pathway issues, and and just start building a game plan. And then if you want, you can look at the program, okay? And then from there, you can make a decision to say, hey, do I want to partner with me and in the SHIELD program? So let me tell you a few quick things about why I believe the SHIELD program is the very best solution for Crohn's, natural Crohn's colitis in the entire world. And I'm super happy about it. And I just, I put all of my blood, sweat, and tears into this. I've been building this for nine years. The mission when I built it was to build something, build everything that I needed when I started. So I was on this journey for a long time. And I remember I woke up one day and I weighed 185 pounds. I had a 305 bench press. I was off all my medications and I was having two to three balance a day. Wow. And I felt like a lion again. I was like, yeah, who, where, where was that skinny scarecrow from a year ago? And that was one of my goals, it's like to take, yeah, to take back my emotional spirit that I'm okay. I needed to be as strong as I used to be, which was yeah. I could throw up weight. So I could squat, I could bench, I could do 25 pull-ups. I, I just needed to get there. Yeah. And I built a whole game plan, which we could always talk about on how I got there with fitness. Because it, cool. when you do hit training or all that, you have to be really careful getting back in the gym with autoimmune because yeah. that intensity can put a strain on your immune system, mm -hmm. which could cause underlying issues to activate. And one of the things, one of the root issues with people who are autoimmune is we are having a, basically an allergic response to things that other people are not having. Yeah. Mold, heavy metals, maybe even, maybe vaccines. Pressors, yeah. Uh, viruses, as I said, CMV, 
okay? Um, bacteria, dysbiotic bacteria, candida, uh, you know, there's, you know, Klebsiella, Campylobacter, all these different things. We are responding terribly. We might get a severe IgA reaction, secretory IgA reaction in the gut, you know, um, yeah. we, causing tons of calprotectin and your eosinophils to go crazy and, you know, all sorts of mirage problems. So, uh, the, the mission of the, of it was to say, we need where I am now and how do I reverse engineer that? So the, what our program does is number one, everyone gets a private coach. I don't think you can just watch some videos and read some books and get these kind of results. You need someone to talk to. So number mm-hmm. one, you get a private coach included in the program for three months. So it's three months included. Okay. It's complimentary in the program. Uh, two use, you, you get direct message support. So you also can DM your coach in those three months. And if you need more time, we want to just let us see what we can solve for you in three months. And then we can talk about more coaching if you want it. Okay. But you get DM support, you get that. Your coach has Crohn's colitis. Your coach has Crohn's colitis and has reversed the symptoms themselves. Wow. So you're talking with someone who has been in your shoes. Yeah. Who knows exactly what you're going through. That's what yeah. I needed from my NDs and my and my DOs and MDs and yeah. QRs and all these people is I needed someone who could relate. Yeah, they hadn't been through it. Number four, our coaches specialize in Crohn's class. That's all they do. My ND was seeing hormone issues and they were seeing thyroid issues and they were seeing diabetes issues. And I needed someone who said, I do Crohn's colitis. I've got testimonies out the wazoo that are very relatable to what you're going through now. And I've had the disease myself. That's where you're going to need it. That's a coach. That's the best coach. Yeah. So that um, you're a lifetime member of the program and our program, I've spent very high five figures building this program. I've got case. I did a case study at a woman who's been in the program for two years where it's a 90 minute breakdown where I show you everything she took, what supplements, what speed bumps she had in those two years. She had hemorrhoids, fissures, 15 bloody bowel movements a day. She was uh, married to a man who was in the military and she would travel with him based on where he was, he was uh, being stationed. And she had already done natural medicine for years. She was eating four foods when she started the program. She hasn't had a symptom in a year. She's 22 weeks pregnant with no symptoms. She takes no medications. Wow. Hemorrhoids are gone. Fissures are gone. And she's eating a variety of food. She's eating nuts, seeds, grains, uh, certain types of breads. She's eating meat. She, she's eating all whole foods. Wow. Amazing. And she's gained, she's gained like 35 pounds in the program. She's 22 weeks pregnant on her second child. No problems. Wow. And so we just did like a case. So we have case studies. Uh, we, I do a live every week with you. So when you're in the program, you're going to do a live with me every single week. So last week, um, we did a live on um, the, be- the benefit of binders and fi- fibers. And then we did a live on like how to upgrade your elemental shake to increase fibers, increase calories, and increase bioavailable nutrients. Mm. Um, and then, you know, so we're co- we do a live every week and I go over stuff. Because you're a member, under contractual member, I can talk about stuff that's a little bit more, I can't say in the public, yeah. around like products and dosages and what I like to use and why and how to work things. So every week you get a live with me, plus the program, plus you get a coach, plus you get huge discounts on the supplements. So when I say it's real, it's not marketing. Believe me, I use uh, family-owned, professional-grade products with clinical research behind the formula. So we know they work. That's one of the reasons we get such massive results. We know the best supplements in the world and why. And also, little note coming on for future is I'm teaming up with Jordan Rubin to build our own IBD product line. One of the oh. messiahs, Jordan. So me and him are going to build specific IBD products at his farm. Okay, wow. so it's it's going to be really exciting. We got a lot of cool stuff happening with that, and uh, and then the big other thing is access. Like you get access to the entire community, non-governing, so you can talk with anybody in the community. You can talk with any member, 
DM them. It's free governing. So we're not trying to hide anything. You talk to everybody. So you have a whole community here and it's on your cell phone. It's on your computer at any time. Then we have, um, and then the last thing that's really important is we have access to functional lab work. We can do and interpret functional lab work around the world. Meaning I had a one-on-one client I was working with in Dubai and I could look at, at his comprehensive stool analysis in Dubai while I'm in California. I could wow. order it for it, order it for him, send it to his house. He could do it at home, do the stool test at home, send in the results. It's the best, most comprehensive functional stool test you can get. And I could see if he had leaky gut, I could see his digestion. I could see if he had fat malabsorption. I could see if he had inflammatory markers. I could see if he had candida overgrowth. I could see if he had C. diff or E. coli or Campylobacter or Giardia or other parasites. I could see if there was an H. pylori problem. I could see if he was having healthy amounts of bifidobacterium or lactobacillus or acromantia or his fecal bacterium protsnitsia was, was, was good and normal, showing healthy amounts of short-chain fatty acids in the gut. If I just blew your mind, <laughs> get ready to become a black belt, okay? Because that's what it is. And I, I, if I learn this, you can too, all right? Yeah. So um, we can do organic acid. We can do mold analysis. We can do stool analysis. We can do viral load panel. We can do a different cytokine panel. Like is your TNF-alpha high? Is your IL-6 high? Is your IL-18 high showing high secretory IgA response? you know, in the gut. I mean, so we can do lab work. We can actually see what's going on and find functional problems. Right. And one of the last things I want to say about that, that's really important is when I was at all those doctor's offices, not one of them ran a stool test on me and went over it with me. Mm. Not one. And when I yeah. finally really learned functional medicine and I got a stool analysis, I found a massive amount of candida in my stool. Yeah. It was right there. Super no one told me I had candida. They just told me I had Crohn's. I have found a ton of H. pylori. No one told me I had H. pylori causing ulcerations, low stomach acid, and causing more diarrhea, yeah. but it was right there. Wow. They just told me I had Crohn's, not H. pylori. Yeah. No one told me I had blastocystis hominis parasite. It was right there. Yeah. They just told me I had Crohn's. I mean, I, I got to get Martin Luther King on you guys a little bit here. It's like, <laughs> no one told me. <laughs> no one checked. And that was one of the big beefs I still have to this day. It's like they keep throwing around. You have this incurable disease. Yeah. But no one's looking. I found CMV. I found low stomach acid. I found H. pylori. I found massive candida in my gut. I had a guy I was working with in LA. And this guy had the best insurance in the world. He made multiple six figures. He had this big job. And he called and he was on biologics for the last like six months. Called wow. me and he goes, Dane, I'm going to the bathroom eight to 10 times at night. I'm going to the bathroom 15 times a day. I'm in such pain. I can't do my job. I probably need to quit. And this is a big job for him. He's 30 yeah. years old. He worked really hard for this job. Yeah. And I think I need to quit. I'm malnourished. I'm having so much blood. I'm having so much pain. And I, I started talking to him and he's like, I'm already on a biologic. I can't remember. I think it was Remicade who Mary was on. I've already been on prednisone like Skittles. Nothing's helping. I, I just feel like I need to give up in life. Is there anything yeah. I can do? Anything to do? Can this natural medicine really help me? I do a stool analysis. Yeah. He's got six times the normal threshold of candida right there. Wow. Non-invasive stool. All I got to do is check his poop. It was right yeah. there. Yeah. I put him on an anti-candida protocol. I took out a lot of the sugars. I put him on more of a paleo style meal. I started working on mucosal healers. I started titrating up on his certain types of probiotics I use specifically for Crohn's colitis. I started increasing his stomach acid. Within about six weeks, he was having four to five bowel moments a day, sleeping through the night and with no pain. That's amazing. Within, within about about 60 to 90 days, he was symptom-free. Within about uh, 110 days, his calprotectin was normal. And he, he decided that, that he was going to get off the biologics. It's been two years. He has no problems. No, and he's on no medications. He got no, yeah. he got no surgeries. And he has one to two more. He just stays away from sugar, and he knows that his body is severely reactive to fungus. Yeah. It's crazy that doctors don't check this. 
and I just, and I, I mean, you know, I get it. I'm not trying to blame the doctors. It's just, yeah. and, it's, and we don't need to blame the doctors. It's just one, their, their labs are not that great to check yeah. for these things. Insurance isn't going to cover it. Insurance yeah. a lot of times is like a GI doctor is, is the insurance pays for the doctor to see him for five or 10 minutes. Many great GI doctors are seeing a hundred patients a week. Yeah. So don't get all mad at your doctor. The system does not support yeah, what we need. This is what we need. We need a functional practitioner and a conventional practitioner and an empowered patient. Mm. Write that down. You need a functional practitioner who specializes in your problem. You need a conventional uh, practitioner who's willing to just listen and help where, the, where, where it's needed. And you need to get empowered. You need an empowered patient. You need to take responsibility as the CEO and stop thinking that your doc- this is your doctor's uh, you know, responsibility to heal you. Even your functional doctor's responsibility. It's your responsibility. They're just on your board of yeah. executives, so to speak. Okay. You get those three things and we're going to get, and there's a high chance we're going to get massive success. Yeah. Massive. And that's where we, a lot of times we get massive success because when they work, you come into the shield program, we're going to give you your coach, keep your doctor. We'll talk to you how to communicate with your doctor, what we want to do with your doctor. And then you need to start getting trained. And here's one of the things we talk about in the program. Even if we tell you to take this supplement or do this protocol, like we're going to do peptides or ozone or HBOT or whatever, right? You need to know it. You need to understand what it does and why, and you need to agree. One of the biggest problems I made, the mistakes I made when I was healing myself is I was just doing what people were telling me to do, whether it was natural or conventional. I never yeah. really learned it. Oh, ND wants me to take ADK. All my fat solubles won't take me omega-3, magnesium. They won't take curcumin. I didn't know what I, why I was taking it. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Okay. So in module one in the program, you're going to go through something called solving supplements. And the homework's going to be, you're going to write down everything you're going to take that your coach is going to work with you and help you. It's going to build your customized plan. And then you need to write two to three sentences on what it does, why you're taking it. And there's going to be a ebook in the program called Solving Supplements, where all you have to do is command F, search the product, and there's going to be a whole breakdown on what it does. Yeah. So you got to get empowered. When I was started natural medicine, when all the years I was failing, I was just doing what I was told. Yeah. You have that. I, I, I was... Yeah, I was just looking at the clock, like how long do I have to be on this bone broth diet? How long do I have to just eat this chicken? <laughs> and then how long do I need to take this probiotic? Oh, this is gross. How immense. Is it even working? I don't even know if it's working. I don't even know what it does. Yeah. And that was part of my failure. I had no responsibility for what was happening in my life. So that was one of the last things I want to say. And and I hope that we've got a lot of, of value in this. And I know we could talk for hours about this, but um, if you want to learn more about the show program, click the link in the show notes for Scott. Let me yeah. know that you came from Scott. And, um, and Scott, if you have any last questions or any topics that you think that we want to go over, let me know. Otherwise I'm just, um, I'm grateful to be here. God bless healing is possible. Get empowered and, and realize this, you're going to skip being normal again. You're going to be healthier, stronger, faster, happier than you've ever been in your life. If you really take, take this, um, and that this is where our best lives are. It's in this world. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Dane, so much for coming on. I feel super inspired and motivated and I'm definitely going to go re-pick up, um, re-listen to some of those books you mentioned as well. Um, folks, if you're, if you're struggling, if you're in pain, reach out to Dane. Um, I think you'll be very happy to be one of the best decisions you make. So thanks again for coming on today and really appreciate your time, Dane. God bless God. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. You can find The Scott My Show on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Please leave a comment, like, review, or share the podcast with your friends or followers. It helps more people find the show.